You're listening to the Life in Christ Church Podcast, your place for life-changing messages that will build your faith and propel your life. If you enjoyed today's message, why don't you be a blessing and share it with a friend? Great job. So good. Uh, you know, we endeavor to teach on these things. These, these truths have changed our lives. We've decided we're going to operate according to God's financial principles, not this world's way of doing things, and we're going to get God's results. Amen. The Bible talks about, uh, and so we're not up here just t- talking about this, uh, but we've experienced this. It's not just talk. We've experienced this, how this church operates, uh, you know, and we've seen God just provide one thing after everything from, from top to bottom. God has just been incredible. Uh, and so, you know, I know that you guys are coming into that. Some of you already have seen major increases in your lives. Uh, and so it's just the beginning. Listen, nothing wrong with being broke. There's something wrong with staying broke. And, I, and I'm telling you right now, it's not the will of God for you to scrape by, life, scrape by you, know, uh, you know, struggle to put your kids through school and, and struggle to pay your rent and struggle to pay your car. No, that's not the will of the Lord. And so there's a way out of that when you operate according to his principles, when you honor God. Uh, and so we just, we just want to see people increase. We want to see people go to the next level. We never look to the people in this church as our source. As, as pastors of this church, we never look to the people. God is the source of this church. As soon as I start looking to man, man is limited. I don't care. You got Warren Buffett, Bill Gates. They are limited. God is unlimited. And so he is the source of this church. Now when we finance and we, we, we sow into the, the kingdom, Kingdom, you know, that, that's a different story because that's our heart. The Bible said David uh, set his affections on the house of God. And look how much he, did, he gave over and above because uh, his heart was set on the house of God and the advancement of the kingdom of God. We just went to go see Joyce Meyer on, on Friday night, Mama Joyce. And, uh, you know, I'm so grateful for her ministry. My mother, when I was a full-blown drug addict, overdose, uh, stealing, going to jail, getting in, in and out of trouble, just major problems in my life. My mom sees Joyce Meyer on television, and we were raised Catholic, right? We had nothing to do with any other, uh, you know, religion, or we, we were Catholic. Like, if you invited me to another church, I was like, I ain't going to your goofy, crazy church. If you ain't Catholic, I, I, I ain't going. Like, it ain't happening. And so my mother, to, for her to just be flipping through the channels at 3 in the morning and come across Joyce Meyer and stay on that channel is just a miracle in itself. You know, my mom's from Colombia. 98% of Colombia is Catholic. You know what I mean? So you don't mess around with anything else. Like, there's been people in the family that has been disowned for going somewhere else. You know what I mean? Like, you just don't do that. You know, and so she's flipping through the channels, comes across Joyce, and starts to hear the message, the word, of, and, and it starts to bring life to her. And at the end of the program, it says, if you need prayer, call the number. And so my mom calls the number because she desperately needed prayer. You know, when your kids are going through something, you know, you don't have nowhere to turn. You, know, you want to pray. Like you, they need help. And so your mama is, thank God for a fighting mama. Amen, right? Thank God for a praying mama. Thank God for a praying mama. Glory to God. Some of you wouldn't be here. I mean, you go home and thank your mama that she prayed you into the kingdom of God. Amen. And so, so my, you know, my mom prayed. Uh, called the number and prayed, and, and they told her about a men's home that Joyce had in St. Louis, Missouri, and, uh, and so I ended up going, long story short, I ended up going to that men's home. You know, I was in and out of rehab, my mom was spending money, and, and Joyce's program happened to be free. That was very appealing to me because I didn't want my family to waste any more money because in my mind, I'm never changing. I am never going to change. I'm going to be a drug addict for the rest of my life. I, I'll get away and give everybody a break because, you know, I need the, I, I don't ran them through everything, and so I need to get away, give them a break so I can come back to continue to run the same schemes. That was my, 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 my way of thinking. And so I went to, to Joyce's discipleship program.
program in St. Louis, Missouri, which I'm like, St. Louis, Missouri. When they told me it was in Missouri, I'm like, Missouri? What the heck's in Missouri? Like, I'm from New York. Like, Missouri sounded like Mars to me. You know, I just didn't want to go to anywhere outside of Queens, you know? And so... Uh, uh, I ended up going to the program, encountered the love of God, encountered the power of God. My life completely changed. But I think about, man, the, the people that partner with Joyce to put her on television so that she can preach the word. And I believe that is one of the, the missions of this ministry is to go on television. I've told you that. And I don't necessarily want to do it, but I know the Lord has told us to do it. So that we'll one day reach into somebody's home, amen, at three in the morning, just like my mom when she was flipping through the channel. We'll reach into the home and some mama will, will say, oh, and, and make a call and a life will be changed. Amen. Amen. I couldn't help but sit there, man. We were so blessed. They sat me right next to Dave Meyer. Could you imagine sitting next to Dave Meyer? I'm sitting there like, oh, my, hey, Dave. <laughs> just, man, wow. I'm sitting there. I just couldn't hold back tears. I'm just so grateful for this ministry. Just, man, wow. My, I would not be here if it were not for them. And so, you know, God is raising up ministries now to reach into the future, reach into people's lives. And so I believe we're one of them. Amen. We're going to change lives. And so, uh, you know, the, the finances, that, that all goes towards that. Thank God we will upgrade our camera, our equipment. We're getting ready to launch here real shortly. Praise the Lord. So God has been so faithful. And, and to be able to go out in the streets here and to see Lancaster shaking, like what's the purpose of going around the world and we ain't reaching our own city? And so we're, we're, we're hitting the streets, outreach. The outreach we did with the children on Super Saturday, man, the first one we did, over 200 kids in this building, 200 kids, uh, families, over 50 prayed to receive Jesus. We gave away bicycles and gift cards and all kinds of iPad. Uh, one, one year, we're going to give away a scholarship. One year, we're going to give away, I'm telling you, we're going to give away all kinds of computers, and, and we're going to put kids through Bible school, and we're going to, come on, amen, we're going to do these things. We're going to build churches around the world debt-free. How much you need, pastor? No problem. Here you go. How much you need for your mission trip? No problem. Amen. The only problem is where we're going to put all the money. Amen. I'm telling you, we're going to be distribution centers for the kingdom of God. That's what this place is going to be. When God needs something done in the kingdom, he's going to call life in Christ and the people of life in Christ. Because that's who we are. We, nothing else matters to me but the advancement of the kingdom of God. Nothing else matters. Nothing else. I don't care about anything else. I want to see people saved and set free and delivered. I want to see marriages restored. Come on, I want to see drug addicts. Come on, now on fire for God. Amen. That's what this place is all about. That's what this place is all about. I am living proof that people can change. No matter where you are, you can change. I'm telling you. I went from a full-blown drug addict to pastoring a church in Lancaster, Pennsylvania. Amen. Anybody, anybody can change. You, Pastor, you don't know my situation. You know, I used to say that all the time, too. You don't know me. You can change, but you don't know me. <laughs> you don't know what I've done or where I've been. I'm telling you, you have no idea what I've done. <laughs> if God can reach into my heart and change me, he can reach into your heart and change you. He can reach into your son's heart. He can reach into your daughter's heart. He can reach into your husband's heart. He can reach into your wife's heart. Come on, he can reach into your father's heart. He can reach into your mother's heart. No one, no one is too far gone. Come on. No one is too far gone for the love of God. 
Yeah, it's the goodness of the Lord that leads a man to repentance. Father, I pray that you would shower, shower every unsaved loved one, Father, with goodness and mercy, Lord. Lead them to repentance. Lord, we pray that you'd send laborers into the harvest field that is our unsaved loved ones. You know exactly who they will receive from. Send that exact person, Lord, that they'll preach the word with clarity. And we declare our loved ones have ears to hear and a heart to receive. We declare not one will miss heaven, and every one of them shall fulfill their destiny and their purpose on earth if you believe that shout amen amen i believe that with all of my heart i'm not just saying that i had a vision when we were in the old church i was preaching i looked up i looked down at my notes and i looked back up and you were sitting with your family and we're going to see that come to pass. We're already seeing that come to pass. I'm already seeing some of your families. You, you were sitting by yourself. Now you got your, 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 your husband. Now you got your, your friends. Now you got your, 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 your neighbors. And now, now you got your coworker. I'm starting to see it already. I'm seeing it already. And we're going to see a lot more of that in this church. Amen. A lot more. We have very, 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 uh, we have tools that you can use. There's, a, there's cards in the back. You're invited to church. Grab as many as you want of these. We have thousands of them. I'll order more. No problem. Stick them in your purse. Stick them in your pocket. When you're out and about, hey, you're looking for a church? Hey, we have a great church. You'll love it here, man. Just want to invite you to church. Very simple. Very easy to do. You can hand it to them. The QR code they can scan. Everything is QR code now. Scan, scan, scan. It's pretty, pretty cool. But you can get all the information by scanning that little code. And so take as many as you want. Operation Multiply, there's, there's, there's the cards in the back that you can get. Write down five names that God puts on your heart. Everybody knows someone that's close to you but far from Jesus. Everyone has someone that's close but far from Jesus. Everybody. I know people close to me, far from Jesus. Need the Lord. But we need to be intentional, right? Intentional about these things. I think it's 86% of people that are in church are in church because they're invited by a friend or family member. And so we need to do our part, inviting people to church. And we will do the heavy lifting. We'll do that. All you do is get them here. There'll never be a service in this church where we don't do an altar call. Absolutely never. If I forget, I'll st stop everything and get back up and do it. I'm telling you. I'm telling you. So whoever you bring into this church will have the opportunity to hear the gospel and have the opportunity to receive Christ. Amen. That's what changes lives, nothing else. Thank God. Hey, hey all this other stuff. Listen, none of that really works, unfortunately. This works. Come on. The gospel works. The good news works. Amen. Praise the Lord. So I just wanted to encourage you to, 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 to put it in overdrive. You know what I mean? The advancement of the kingdom of God. Let that be what drives you. Souls and, and lives change. So, so just, just wow. You guys have been so good at that anyway. So last week we started on, um, I don't know how long we'll go. I think this will be the last, the last teaching on this. We'll see what the Lord wants. But last week we started talking about vision. Right, the power of vision. Uh, you know, I really felt it in my heart a while back. I put it on my board. I told you the way I operate is I'll pray in my room, uh, in my office, and I'll just walk back and forth. And I have a big whiteboard, and as I'm praying in the Holy Ghost or praying in my understanding, the Lord will start to drop things into my heart. Literally, I'll just be like, oh, Rabba, shoto. oh, okay, and I'll just write it down. That's usually how I get what, what I'm going to preach on. And sometimes I'll get it months before, and I'll just put it on my board, and the Lord will say, just put it there. And then I'll say, okay, Lord, am I doing this this week? Nope, not yet. But he gave me the okay on vision last week. And the reason why, I believe, because, you know, too many people are living outside of the vision of God. Too many people, this is what their lives look like. They get up, they go to work, they come home, they eat dinner, they watch Netflix, they go to bed. They get up, they go to work, they come home, they eat dinner, they watch Netflix. They go to bed, they wake up, they eat dinner, you get the idea. That's how most people live. 
I'm telling you right now, that's not how you're supposed to be living. There's a God-given purpose for your life where you could be fulfilled, where you can wake up every morning knowing that you're in the will of God doing exactly what God has intended for you to do. I've lived my life on the other side of the tracks where I wake up, what am I going to do today? I don't know. What am I supposed to be doing? I'm at this dead-end job. I'm trying to find a better job. I don't know what I'm going to do in my life. That's no way to live. God does not want you to live that way. And we talked about three ways to discover your purpose last week. If If you weren't here, go back, listen to that teaching. It'll help you. It'll bless you. But God has a plan for your life where, man, I'm telling you, it'll bring passion. It'll bring fire. It'll bring excitement. And it'll keep depression away. Amen. I I find it very hard to get depressed when I'm in the will of God. Very hard. I wake up every day now knowing I'm in the will of God. I'm, I'm building towards something. I'm doing exactly what God called me to do. Man, there's no way, no better way to live. And so let's take a look. Let's recap a little bit uh, the definition of vision. Vision is seeing the future before it comes into being. It's a mental picture of your destiny. And God has placed within each person a vision that is designed to give purpose and meaning to life. Write that down if you're taking notes. And I want to encourage you to bring your Bibles to church, right? Bring your notebook to church. Bring something to take notes. You know, an iPad, whatever you do, that's fine. But bring the Word to church. Amen. And if you're expecting to hear from the Lord, have something to write with. Come on. Right? We're students of the Word here. Say, I'm a student of the Word. I'm hungry for the things of God. Right? When you go to school, you show up with the stuff that you need, right, uh, to set you up for success. When you come to church, I want to encourage you to, to bring your Bible and bring your notebook. Amen. So write this down if you're taking notes. God has placed within each person a vision that is designed to give purpose and meaning to life. Vision is a source of hope. It's the source of courage. It's the source of perseverance in the midst of difficulty. I talked about last week how vision is like an anchor. It'll, it'll act like an anchor in times of, of, of trouble when the storms of life come, right, which they come to everybody. But when you know you're headed somewhere, you know God has called you to do something, man, you can go through anything, right? You can go through hard times because you know this is not where it ends. Come on. You know, I'm, I'm going through. I have to get to the other side. The Lord has called me to this. And, and so it may look like it's not coming to pass. It may look like everything around me is falling apart. But if I'll just keep my eye on the vision, it'll give me courage. Come on. It'll anchor me to it, and, and it'll allow me to continue. Amen. And so, you know, if you don't have that, you know, when something comes, you're just going to and fro. The Bible calls that an unstable person, right? Double-minded person is unstable in all their ways. Too many people are unstable. You know, you, know, you ever meet the college student that's changed their major six times, and, and, and you know, somebody changed their job, you know, five times in a year. That's an unstable person. And even, even a college-age student, they can get the mind of Christ. We don't have to tell our young people, well, you can just, you have plenty of time. You do not have plenty of time. hate to tell you, you do not have plenty of time. You can get the mind of Christ to do exactly what you're supposed to be doing, to study exactly what you're supposed to study. That's going to propel you into your destiny. I don't tell my daughter, oh, you could be anything in life. No, you cannot. You can do what God wants you to do. You're going to fulfill God's plan for your life. You're not going to just do anything you want. You're going to, by the time my baby, you're going to do everything God has for you. Amen. Not, well, you, you could do everything in life. Don't, don't wire them that way. Don't wire them to just, well, no, if God calls them to be a doctor, wonderful, then that's the path. If God calls them to be an actor, whatever, but let God do the calling. Amen. We, we're not to do the calling. I don't influence my kids to do what I think they should be doing. I want to get the mind of God and help them fulfill their destiny. Come on, in God's purpose. Come on, 
Say amen to that. Right? And so that's what we need to be training our kids to think. I'm going to fulfill God's plan for my life. Just have them say that every morning. I'm going to fulfill God's plan for my life. Amen. So our scripture that we, we've, we've used uh, for, this, for this teaching is in Habakkuk. Very familiar passage. Habakkuk, Habakkuk chapter 2. Verse 2 and 3. Then the Lord answered me and said, write down the vision. Somebody say, write down the vision. And inscribe it clearly on tablets so that the one who reads it may run. Write down the vision and inscribe it clearly on tablets so that the one who reads it may run. Verse 3, for the vision is yet for the appointed time. It hurries towards the goal and it will not fail. Somebody say, the vision will not fail. Though it delays, wait for it. Say, wait for it. For it will certainly come. It will not delay long. Man, I love that. For it will certainly come. God does not give us a vision to frustrate us. Come on. God's not giving you a vision to start a restaurant just so that you can be frustrated and never do it. What kind of God? What? That's cruel. God doesn't do that. Right? So if God has given you a vision to start a business, come on, to start a restaurant, to start a ministry, come on, to, to whatever it may be, it, it, it's for a reason, and you need to start taking steps towards it. Come on, amen. Stop living outside of the plan of God for your life. And come on, if you'll step out and, and allow the Lord to fill you with strength and courage, uh, some of you have businesses on the inside of you. Some of you have restaurants on the inside of you. Some of you have ministries on the inside of you. Come on, just wait in there. You don't want to go to the grave with that. What, what, if you, what if I told you you could not fail? What would you do? What if I told you you could not fail? What would you do? The reality is if it's a vision from God, the Bible just said it will certainly come to pass, meaning you cannot fail. This church cannot fail. As long as I stay looking at the vision, continuing towards it, it cannot fail. The gates of hell cannot prevail against it. No man can stop it. No devil. Nothing can stop this mighty moving force. Nothing. Right? Nothing. Only we can. M myself. Right? We decide we're going to stop doing what God told us to do. But some of you need to dream again. Come on. Some of you need to dream again. Some of you need to pick back up what, what God has told you to do. To refocus. That's why I believe once a year we'll talk about this. To refocus a little bit. To some of us drift a little bit. Some of us drop some things. But it's time to align ourselves again. It's time to pick up again the dream that God has given us. Amen. Some of you are scared to leave your jobs because you got benefits. <laughs> benefits. You know the Bible says that the Lord will daily load you with benefits. Come on, amen. Amen. It will daily load you with benefits. Oh, I don't want to leave my job. You know, I get health insurance and, and outside of the will of God and everything. But you want to continue working at this job for health insurance. Are you kidding me? You know, God is the healer. God will strengthen you. I'm not saying don't get health insurance. That's not what I'm saying. But don't stay out of the will of God for health insurance. Come on, amen. Don't allow anything to stop you from doing what God has called you to do. Especially material things. Man, God said he'll, bring, he'll send ravens. Come on, ravens to bring you meat if he needs to. He'll lead you to where the water is. Well, you know, I, I had a friend who left the job, and, and, and they, they went out, and they, they went bankrupt. But so what? A thousand may fall at my right, ten thousand my left, but it shall not happen to me. Amen? Who do you think you are? How much time you got? Come on, amen. God is on my side. God is on my side. I don't know about everybody else. I don't, I'm not here to determine my doctrine based on somebody else's experience. I don't know what they've done, what they haven't done. I have no clue. 
I just know that my God is faithful. My God comes through. I, I just know. That's what I know. Amen. Why wow, you, yeah, you believe in healing? Yeah, I absolutely do. Well, I know sister so-and-so believed in healing and she died. That changes nothing for me. Absolutely nothing. I have no, you have no idea what she thought, what was in her heart, what she, nothing, no clue. You just know what somebody told you or maybe what came out of her mouth, but that may not be what she really wanted. You have no, you have no clue. So stop basing your doctrine on other people's experience. Come on, some of us need to dream again. God wants you to dream again. Amen. Dream again. Glory to God. I'm telling you, God is going to raise people up in this church. Businessmen in this church. Ministries are going to come out of this church. We're going to have a church full of people fulfilling the will of God. Amen. Fulfilling the will of God. Not waking up. Come on, going to work. Nothing wrong with going to work. Come on. God, God will use where you're at and he'll propel you. But you don't need to work 40 years at some dead-end job getting someone else rich. Come on. God has a plan to get you rich. Come on. Amen. Come on. You're not going to get wealthy working for somebody else. I'm going to tell you that right now. Nothing wrong with that if you decide to do that, but, but God has a plan for you to step out, for you to do things. Come on, not, Miles Monroe used to say, man, uh, God wants everybody to be a consultant. What does that mean? That means get to the place where you don't get paid for what you do, but you get paid for what you know, right? right? You no longer have to sing anymore. You just show up when someone wants a consulting, you know, somebody wants you to consult on their album. So you don't sing anymore. You just come get paid for what's up here. Come on, paid for, for what you've been developing year after year because you've been in the will of God and you've been fulfilling what God has called you to do. Imagine you build businesses and man, God, now people are calling you for consulting, to consult on their business. You become a consultant. Amen. And that man, I'm telling you, that's how God wants you to live. If you haven't read the book by Miles Monroe on vision, you need to read it. The Power of Vision. Miles Monroe has another book called The Power of Purpose. These things get forget, forgotten about in church. Well, you know, no, 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 no. We, we need to find out what our purpose is. We need to align with it, and we need to go after it. Amen. So Habakkuk said, write down the vision. You need to write it down. Write it down. We, I told you last week, we have a vision board where we put everything that the Lord has put on the inside of us. And I'll put for the church, I have a short-term vision board. I'd like to do this. I'd like to do this. I'd like to do that. And all I do is pull out my red Sharpie and cross it off the list one after another. Because God is faithful. I'm telling you, if I'll write it down and follow this principle, if I'll get it in here, because first you have to see it in here. You have to see it in your mind. If you don't see it in here, you won't see it out here. Come on. That's why you need to dream again. That's why you need to take time and, and just think about your future. Think about where you're going. Think about what God wants for you. Come on. And then start to write some of that stuff down. If it's too, bad, too big for your head, it's going to be too big for your hand, right? You, you need to be able to, I, I could never see myself doing that. Well, then you'll never do it. I could never see myself wearing that. Then you'll never wear it. Whatever, you know, whatever it is for you. I could never see myself driving a car like that. Well, you don't know that man could made so much money. That's nothing to him. Yeah, well, so what? No problem with driving. A, I'll never spend that amount of money on that. Stop saying that too. Stop saying that, by the way. Come on. God wants to desensitize you to big numbers. Amen desensitize you. Some of you are cutting your own legs out from underneath you. Oh my God, $10,000. It's nothing for God. It's a drop in the bucket. Absolutely nothing. Some of you have debt that's, somebody, somebody came up to me not too long ago and, and just gave me a story. Like things are going wrong in their lives and they need money. I'm thinking, okay, how much do they need? They probably need thousands, right? He tells me like 200 bucks. I'm like 200 bucks is going to change your life, man? Here you go, man. <laughs> like, 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 you know what I mean? People, people, these numbers seem so big to them. And, and I get it. Some people, you know, they come from, from that. And I come from, I, I know what it is to be absolutely poor. I, I know what it's like to live me, my, my father, my mother, my brother in a garage. A garage. I lived in a garage. I know what it's like to live in one room 
all four of us to one room. Not, not a one-room house, one room. You know what I'm saying? All four of us in one room. I know what it's like. And so I know that's not the will of God. God never rewarded anybody with poverty, never. He never said, great job, here you go, poverty. Never, never. All we see is Abraham was obedient, overflowing, come on, with flocks, herd, gold. Like, eh, God rewards, come on, with finance. That's one of the, it's a low-level blessing, but God uses it. All right? And so vision, write down the vision. Inscribe it clearly on tablets so that the one who reads it may run. That's what happens. When you read the vision that God has given you, it causes you to run towards it. It causes you to, to refocus. If you keep it somewhere where you continue to put it in your eyes, you'll continue to walk towards it. For the vision is yet for an appointed time. It hurries towards the goal, and it will not fail. It will not fail. Though it delays, wait for it, for it, certainly, it will certainly come. It will not delay long. But the vision is yet for a point in time. I'm reading it at a different version. It hurries towards the goal and will not fail, though it delay. Wait for it, for it certainly will come. It will not delay. So even for this church, you know, as the pastor of this church, the leader's job, right, is to be a visionary. One of my main responsibilities is to cast vision for this church. So as a leader, I see first and I see furthest, right? Every one of us are called to be a leader. You're a leader. Everybody in this room is called to be a leader. First of all, you're called to lead yourself. Amen. You're called to lead yourself. You, you got to wake up every morning. You got to do the right thing. You got to lead yourself in the right direction. All of that. You're called to be a leader. So you need to continually be casting vision for yourself. Out of your mouth, I, I'm headed this way. This is what God has called me to do. Just like I do for this congregation as I cast vision because, I, I, you know, I, God has placed us here as the head. You are the head of yourself, so you need to cast vision over yourself continually. God will show you first. God will, uh, will show you where you're headed, so it needs to continually come out of your mouth. Amen. Continually. Continually come out of your mouth. They say that until people start making fun of you, that that's about the, right, the time when people start to listen to you. So when I tell people over and over, do this, do that, don't do that, and and people start to laugh about that, that's when they're finally just getting it. So you need to just say it so much that it just becomes annoying to yourself, right? You need to start casting vision over your life, what God has given you until you just like tired of hearing your voice. Amen? It's better than filling your head with other stuff. All right, we're going to get into new material here. Part one, our vision will be tested for authenticity. We're going to go three parts here. Our vision will be tested for authenticity. When you have a vision from God, people will often try to derail you. Sometimes it's the closest people to you. They'll often try to talk you out of it. A lot of times they mean well. You know, you want to go to Bible school, you're called to ministry, and your parents are like, no, 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 you need, you need to go to university, you need to get a backup plan, you need to get a business degree, you, and you know in your heart that's not what God has called you to do. And so, you know, your mom means well, your parents mean well, but when you know in your heart, you got to obey what's in your heart, regardless of what anybody else says. Uh, you know, Jesus, uh, in Matthew chapter 16, verse 21 to 23, I'll just read it, um, From this time, Jesus began to show to his disciples that he must go to Jerusalem and suffer many things from the elders and the chief priests and the scribes and be killed and be raised on the third day. So Jesus is starting to tell him what's getting ready to happen and what, what he has to do to fulfill what God has put him on the earth to do. And Peter pipes up in verse 22 and says, Peter took him aside and began to rebuke him, saying, for Far be it from you, Lord, that shall not happen to you. Could you imagine Jesus trying to fulfill the will of God, and Peter says, no, 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 what do you mean you're going to die? No, no, you can't do that. So Jesus, Peter was trying to derail Jesus from completing his vision. Somebody very close to him. If it happened to Jesus, it'll happen to you. 
Come on. And, and so, you know, you don't have to be rude. No, mom, you know, if your mom or your dad, you can graciously honor your parents and let them know that you have a vision from God and that you feel strongly about that. I don't ever want to tell my daughter, no, you can't do something if I don't agree with it, but she tells me she's heard from God, right? You don't want that to happen to your children. And even as an adult, if you're, you feel like you're supposed to leave your job to step out and do something, and everybody around you is calling you crazy. You out of your mind. What do you mean you're going to start a church in the pandemic? That's what pretty much we did in 2020. We took over 15, 20 people in the middle of the pandemic, uh, uh, June 2020. Everybody's wearing masks, and the, this flu, and that flu, and this is going on, and the coronavirus, and people dropping dead everywhere, apparently. I don't know. Uh, and, and so... I'm not saying it ain't real. It is real. And, and, and so, you know, uh, it's crazy to start a church in that. It's absolutely crazy to do that. But we knew that that was the plan of God for our lives. We knew it. And, we, and really, you couldn't tell that there was a pandemic going on outside in the church. We, we, we did not operate like there was one going on. We saw increase. We saw growth. We saw incredible things happen in the midst of that. Why? Because we were doing what God had called us to do. Regardless of what anybody else said. If you go to the church planning experts, that was the dumbest time to ever plan a church. The stupidest time never planned a church. Uh, did you have a support base? Did you send out an interest letters? Did you do this? I No, no, I just know I got a word from God. What do you mean? I got a word from the Lord, and if I got a word from the Lord, it's going to come to pass. Amen. It's got to come to pass. I know, I just know. And so God has given each and every one of you a word. Each and every one of you have been given a vision and a purpose. It's time to step out. Amen. Say, I'm stepping out. I will fulfill the vision on my life. Satan, come on, Satan will not prevail. Amen. Satan will not prevail. Yeah, Jesus turned to, Pe uh, Pe Jesus turned to Peter and said, get ye behind me. Jesus was very serious about fulfilling his vision. Come on, Jesus is very serious about fulfilling his destiny. Very serious. Nehemiah, go to Nehemiah chapter 2, verse 17 and 20. Then I said to them, you see the distress that we're in. How Jerusalem lies in a waste, and its gates are burned with fire. Come, let us build the wall of Jerusalem, that we may no longer be a reproach. And I told them of the hand of my God, which had been good upon me, and also of the king's word that he had spoken to me. So they said, let us rise up and build. Then they set their hands to do good work. But then Sambalot, the Hornite, Tobiah the Mennonite, no, the Ammonite, excuse me. No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> Tobiah the, the Ammonite official and Jeshem the Arab heard of it. They laughed at us and despised us. Listen to this. As soon as, as, soon as Sambalot, as soon as Tobiah, Jeshem, they heard about what Nehemiah was going to do, the vision that God has put in his heart, this is what they did. They laughed and despised him. What is this thing you're going to do? Will you rebel against the king? So I answered them and said to them, the God of heaven himself will prosper us. Therefore, we, his servants, will arise and build, but you have no heritage or right or memorial in Jerusalem. So sometimes, you know, you got to be careful who you talk to about your vision. Not everybody is going to agree with you. Not everybody is going to like what you're doing. Jealousy can arise. Uh, but don't allow that to stop you. When, they were la when Nehemiah was laughed at, what did he do? He turned around and he said this. This is what you need to do. You need to talk back. <laughs> it said, so Nehemiah answered them and said to them, the God of heaven himself will prosper us. How about you say that right now? Say, the God of heaven will prosper me. The God of heaven will prosper me. Amen. 
So you need to talk back because people will laugh at what you, you're going to do. I'm telling you, people will laugh at what you're going to what you're going to do. You're going to tell them, I'm going to I'm going to open up a ministry. I'm going to start a ministry that's going to reach the world. And they're going to look at you like, are you out of you? Are you crazy? You can't you can't do this. You don't have that. You're from here. You're, you're whatever. You're this color. You're that color. You're this age. You're that age. Come on. All of that means nothing. If God has given you a vision, come on, it shall surely come to pass. Amen. Come on, amen. No matter how old you are, don't believe the lie that you're too old to fulfill the vision that God has given you. Don't believe the lie. Because when you were too young, they said you were too young. When now you're old, now you're too old. You're never the right age for anybody. So don't, don't, don't go by what other people say, amen. Surround yourself. Actually, that's going to be number two. Surround yourself with the right people. That's number two. Surround yourself. You're taking notes. Write that down. Surround yourself with the right people. There are some people who just aren't called to be a part of your journey. Amen. Come on, some people just are not called to be part of your journey. Because if they go, they'll cause, you to, they'll cause a lot of problems for you. If people who aren't supposed to be with you stay with you, they'll cause a lot of problems for you. So you need to be able to recognize that. Surround yourself with people who desire to fulfill their visions, meaning peers, those who know their vision and are pushing towards it. As a pastor, right, I surround myself with peers, people who, who, who are at my level, who are going for what God has called them to do. They know what they're supposed to be doing, and they're headed towards it. I surround myself with those kind of pastors. I get around them. I get encouraged. I get strengthened. I don't surround myself with pastors. You know, man, nobody comes to my church. And, man, we're, we never have enough money. And, man, the people, you know, this is just a down season. And, you know, we're just experiencing, the, you know, just talking doom, gloom, doubt. You know, we, I, don't, I, that does not, I don't allow that into my ears. I will not allow that into my ears. I know how crucial it is to keep those far from me. Those are people I try to help. But I'm not hanging out with them to hear them talk about everything that's going wrong. No, 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 no. I will not do it. And so surround yourself with people. People that are in your field if you want to start a restaurant if you want to whatever it is for you, you want to start a business maybe you've started a business get people around you that are at your level that are headed towards something greater that are firing on our all cylinders that you can glean from that you can learn from when I was doing real estate when I was flipping houses uh, I surrounded myself with other house flippers I went to groups where people were doing it with me I was learning from them iron sharpens iron Right. So when you get around people that are doing things headed in the direction right, that you're headed in, man, that'll that'll give you a boost big time. I've noticed that churches that stay small, you know, churches go years and years with just 50 people, years and years. They're usually isolated. They usually just by themselves off in a corner. Uh, well, who's your spiritual father? Or who are you connect to? Uh, you know, that's not in the Bible. OK. You know, and, and, and you wonder why. You know, but it's so important to surround yourself with the right people. If you, if you want to be a, a doctor, if you're called to be, surround yourself with doctors that want to learn, that want to grow, that want to increase. If you're a nurse, surround yourself with nurses that want to grow, that want to learn, that want to increase. Don't surround yourself with the Debbie Downers. Come on, you'll be a Debbie Downer before long. I'm telling you. You will be a Debbie Downer before long. Don't surround yourself with the gossipers, the naysayers. Come on, the, the, the can-do. Surround yourself with the can-dos. We're going to make it. We're going to be okay. We're going to grow. We're going to learn. Amen. Those are the people that you need to find in your field, right? The peers in your field that are firing on all cylinders. And then you need to find people that are out ahead of you, that are way out ahead of you, mentors. 
And that's, as a pastor of this church, I also find pastors that are way down the road, so far down the road that, man, I can barely see them. <laughs> like, like the vision just seems so big. Like when I walk in their presence or walk in their church, uh, my mind is just blown. Like, my gosh, what could be? Lord, wow, what you're doing here? Like just expands the vision on the inside of me. And I surround myself with them. And I, one of my strengths is being able to sit down with people that are far down the road from me. You t- ask my wife, no matter what I've ever done, I'll go find the best in that field and I'll pay their lunch, whatever they need to do. That's what, I've sat down with Pastor Sam Smucker here. I've sat down with, uh, well, you name it, if they've done something in the city, I've sat down with them as far as the pastor. What have you done? What have you seen? What has caused you to do this? What has caused you to do that? What mistakes have you made? What, what, what could you tell me that, you know, that will help me where I am? And people are willing to help. You know, that's what I found. People want to help other people. Amen. And so, uh, you know, as a pastor, man, when I, when, I, when I get around, when I listen to David Oyedepo, who has the largest church on planet Earth, and I, and I feed on him, and I, and I hear what he's preaching, and I hear what he's doing, wow. When I listen to John Osteen, Joel Osteen's father, when he was building this church, you can hear the fire on the inside of him, and I can see what he's doing, right? Uh, you know, when I go to Pastor Rodney's, and I walk in, and I see what he's doing, and I, and I talk to him, and I hear what, 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 how, what amazing things that are happening. Man, on the, something on the inside of me just starts to grow. And I, I said, oh, this could happen in Lancaster. Oh, God is faithful. He is no respecter of persons. What he's done there, he'll do here. Amen. Come on. You, you, that can happen for you in your field, but you got to take the time. You got to take the money, the, the energy to go find these people. Amen. And to glean from them. But, oh, well, I don't want to go to that conference. I don't want to go there. It's too much money. I got vacation day and we got vacation planned. Fine. Be, be, be content with going to Ocean City once a year and working the same dead-end job. Be content. No problem. But instead of going to Ocean City for the 50th time, maybe go find a conference that will help you develop in your field. Amen. Say amen to that in this Presbyterian church. Come on. Right? <laughs> Everybody goes to Ocean City here. Nothing wrong with Ocean City. I like Ocean City. I'm not, not knocking Ocean City. I'm just saying, surround yourself with the right people. Jeremiah 6.16 says, Thus saith the Lord, stand in the ways and see, and ask for the old paths, where the good way is, and walk in it. Then you will find rest for your souls. To stand in the ways and see and ask for the old paths. That's what I'm doing. When I take Pastor Sam out to lunch, I'm asking for the old paths. What has worked? What, what, what path have you taken to be successful? What have you done? You can ask for the old That's what you do. You get around people where you can ask for the old paths. When I worked for Joyce Meyer Ministries, I went from top to bottom, sat down with every one of them. What, are you, what have you done to get here? What have you seen in ministry? What are you seeing that's affect all of that? I'm gleaning. I'm with, I'm with a notebook writing this stuff down because I want to grow. I want to develop. I'm not content just being mediocre. Are you? Are you content with being mediocre? Come on. Amen. You, shouldn't, you should not be content with being mediocre. You, you should be disgusted by it. Come on. Amen. Some of you maybe have been stagnant, and I know things happen in people's lives, and I know people get derailed a little bit, but we're realigning here this morning. Amen. We're, get, we're focusing again. We're getting back into the plan and will of God for our lives. There's no condemnation. You missed it. Father, forgive me. I want to realign today. I want to refocus today. I want to get going on the right path today. Amen. Today's a new day. Glory to God. Mercies are new every morning. You can start right now walking on the path of victory. Come on. Amen. Today, oh man, thank God. God is so faithful. Mercies are new every morning. There's no day like today. Come on, amen. You can start today. You fall off the horse, you can just dust yourself off, get back on it, just keep moving. Glory to God. 
One of my favorite scriptures, Galatians 6, 9. If you don't get weary in well-doing and due season, you shall reap. That tells me if you just don't quit, you win. Come on, amen. If you just don't throw in the towel, if you don't just stay down, come on, you just get back up. Get back up, amen. Some of you need to get back up. Glory to God. Amen. Get back up. Don't stay down. Don't let the devil beat you down. Don't let the parents or anybody else. You're going to make it in Jesus' name. I prophesy everyone under the sound of my voice will fulfill their God-given destiny in Jesus' name. If you believe that, shout amen. amen. Glory to God. Part three. All right, if you're taking notes, part three. It's been said that there are three kinds of people in the world. First, there are those who never seem to be aware that things are happening around them. Second, there are those who ask, what just happened? And third, there are those who make things happen. I declare I'm looking at people that make things happen in Jesus' name. Make things happen. Glory to God. That's what I want to be. I want to be a person that makes things happen. I will not be found on the sideline when Jesus comes. I'm telling you that right now. This church will not be found on the sidelines. We'll be in the game, hand on the sickle, in the harvest field. Come on, tending to the harvest. Amen. That's what this church will be found doing. That's what you'll be found doing. Amen. Hand to the sickle. John Stuart Mill said, one person with vision is greater than the passive force of 99 people who are merely interested in doing or becoming something. One person with vision is greater than a passive force of 99 people who are merely interested in doing something or becoming something. Most people have an interest in their destinies, but they have no passion or drive to fulfill them. They don't really believe the dream God has put in their hearts. If they do believe them, they don't have the things, they don't do the things, that's important, they don't do the things that will take them in the direction of fulfilling them. Yet that's what separates the people who make an impact in this world and those who just exist on this planet. Too many people are just existing. Too many people are just going through life, existing, but you're called to make an impact. Come on. I've been saying that over myself. I'm called to make an impact in my generation. I'm called to be a blessing to my generation. I will be a blessing to my generation. I just started saying that everywhere I go, every, every morning, every day, I'm a blessing to my generation. I'm going to make an impact to my generation. Come on. I'm going to leave this place better than I found it. Amen. People are going to be blessed by when I leave because, man, the impact that we've had. People are going to be blessed, come on, by your life. Amen. You're called to help people. You're called to help. Amen. Everybody. We need everybody. This is not just me and my wife and a couple of people. Everybody in this building is needed. Come on. You have a gift. You have a talent. And you are needed and valued. You have a place here. And we're going to see you develop and fulfill everything that God has called you to do. Amen. Hey, this is Pastor Joe, and before you go, I want to pray with you to receive Jesus as Lord and Savior. This is your opportunity to be 100% sure that heaven will be your eternal home. It's very simple. The Bible says in Romans 10, 9, and 10 that if you confess with your mouth that Jesus is Lord and believe in your heart that God raised him from the dead, you will be saved. So if you mean business with God, he means business with you. I want you to pray this very simple but powerful prayer and mean it with all your heart. Repeat this after me. Say, Lord Jesus, come into my heart. I make you my Lord and Savior. I believe that you were crucified and God raised you from the dead. 
I believe that you are the Son of God. I repent of all my sin and I ask for your forgiveness. I give you my life. Do something with it. In Jesus' name, amen. Welcome to the family of God. The Bible says all the angels in heaven are rejoicing because you just prayed that prayer. The next step is to find a good, strong local church. If you live anywhere near Lancaster, Pennsylvania, we invite you to join us at Life in Christ every Sunday at 10 a.m. We have some of the best people on planet Earth. We love you, God bless you, and have a wonderful day. listening to the Life in Christ Church podcast. Help us to continue to share the message of faith with those all over the world. Visit licchurch.com forward slash give to partner with us today.